This is episode number 66 with Sean Kelly. Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. All right, my guest today is Sean Kelly. Sean is a 21-year-old college dropout who founded Jersey Champs, which has 1.6 million followers on Instagram, and their products have been repped by Mark Cuban, Clay Thompson, Russell Westbrook, Dwayne Wade, Logic, 2 Chains, 21 Savage, and so many more influential real public figures, not fake public figures like everyone says on Instagram they're a public figure, but this guy... Sean is reaching out to all of these people asking if he can make free jerseys for them. This is, of course, called influencer marketing. Sean has built his company and his social media following of 1.6 million on Jersey Champs and then nearly 400,000 followers on his personal account. He's built this through influencer marketing and the power of direct messages. And that is precisely what we talked about today. And not only has he accrued the large following from influencer marketing and direct messaging, but he's become a self-made millionaire on the backs of influencer marketing and, again, direct messaging. This stuff is powerful. And not only that, but Sean and his company have raised over $250,000 for charity, being widely recognized in major media publications along the way, including Inc. Magazine, Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, The Huffington Post, Thrive Global, Yahoo, and so much more. Guys, this is a very simple one today. Sean is very simple. He says it like it is. He's very concise with his answers. And he's incredibly concise in the way he reaches out to these influencers. And actually, at the show notes at jordanparishealth.com EP66, there are screenshots of the messages that he sent to elite athletes like Serge Ibaka, LaShawn McCoy, Nelson Aguilar, Kenneth Fareed, and Tori Smith, as well as super influencers like John Chu, the director of Crazy Rich Asians. I actually love that movie. He reached out to him. And he also reached out to Soldier Boy, which is incredibly cool. Again, these screenshots of these Instagram direct messages are going to be at jordanparishealth.com slash ep66 go there to see sean in action by the way if you are new here please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening because i know you're not going to want to miss future episodes in fact next week's episode is with a role model of mine a hero that i've been looking up to a long time his name is david Meltzer. that's a big episode coming out next week. So again, make sure to subscribe. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. That helps us tremendously. 
And now without further ado, let me introduce to you the man who went from college dropout to millionaire with millions of followers in under two years on the backs of influencer marketing and direct messaging, Sean Kelly. Sean Kelly, you are the real deal. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jordan. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited for this as well. And so my first question, because I get stumped on this a lot, when people ask what you do, how do you answer that? Yeah, so when someone asks me, I'll just tell them I own a company called Jersey Chance and we make custom sports jerseys like basketball, baseball, hockey jerseys and all sorts of stuff. And then I also own a PR firm. So lately I've been using that as a secondary source. Definitely. How long did it take to grow your Jersey Champs page, your company, your Jersey company to 1.6 million followers? I believe it's at right now. Yeah. So the company has been in business for two years and eight months. But prior to that, I had that page as a uh, another sports page. So it's been about four years, I'd say. Okay, definitely. And then what about your Sean Mike Kelly page? How long did that because you have 400,000 approximately on there? How long did that take? What I want to get at here? What are the turning points? Yeah, what are the the big shifts, the big keys that have contributed to this pretty intense growth? Yeah, definitely. I'd love to go in on that. I've had Sean Kelly my personal since I believe 10th grade of high school. So six years now but i never started uh really growing it until about a year ago when i started pushing my personal brand out i read crushing it by gary vaynerchuk and that got me really motivated to push my personal brand out more and i'm happy i made that move i grew it through a number of methods um i did some shout outs on other entrepreneurial pages like we storied each other posted each other podcasts like the one you're running right now i try to get on as many as those as possible um, YouTube videos, just collaborations with other entrepreneurs is the easiest way to grow, I'd say. And uh, just spending money on Facebook ads as well. Well, Sean, what was the biggest thing that you had taken away from crushing it? You said crushing it, not crush it, right? Yeah, I haven't read crush it. I read crushing it. Okay, yeah. I Crushing it was one of the few audiobooks that I've ever listened to. I don't use, I'm not usually an audiobook guy. I'm a physical book guy, but yeah. I, I listened to crushing it while I was in LA during my book launch time. And I actually took a lot away from that book as well. I'm curious as to what you took away. Yeah, crushing it was, I don't listen to many audiobooks as well, but I listened to that one. Basically before reading or listening to that book, I never cared about my personal Instagram at all. And then after that book, I totally shifted my focus to start caring about that and start speaking at business conferences and start doing YouTube videos and all this free content, because I think it provides a lot of value to people that will follow you. Now, definitely. You, you mentioned getting on a bunch of podcasts. I want you to tell everyone how you got on this podcast. Yeah, Instagram, baby. It's all about Instagram. And that's actually how I got on like 80% of mine, to be honest. So it's such a powerful platform. What I was going for there, you messaged me. Yeah, yeah. You said, you literally just said, how can I get on your show? Yeah. And now, now I want to put the disclaimer out there. Like a lot of people will do that, like, you know, every single day. Yeah. And, and, you know, Lauren, Lauren Tickner, the show you were on, you know, she said the same thing. I mean, that's what happens when you're a podcaster. Yeah. And you have a cool podcast. 
But when you do that, I think you have to make sure that you have all your ducks in a row, right? Mm-hmm. That you have a clean brand and that you're actually doing stuff. A lot of a lot of times when people do that, they're most often the people that they don't really have their ducks in a row. And, and, you know, when I look at them compared to my other guests, it's like, well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> but the way you do that with having all your ducks in a row and having all the things going on that you have going on, the incredible presence that you have online in this digital era, I mean, it's a great way to do it. You ask and you shall receive. So I commend you on, on that because I don't, I, you know, I might've come to you eventually, but you went and made it happen. You're a go-getter, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Lauren Tickner, she actually told me I was the first one to ever reach out to her and get on there because usually she reaches out to people, I'm guessing. So I guess it's about how you craft the message and make sure your profile looks super legit. Yeah, definitely. What are the elements of a clean personal brand so that when people go to check you out, they're like, yep, he's good? Yeah, so you want to keep all your posts or as many as possible, like, business related so on my page i feature all the top celebrities we've done jerseys with like donald trump mark cuban and all the rappers and stuff so when people go on my page they're like oh wow they made a jersey for this guy that's super cool any big publications i could get on i'll try to put those on my story highlights yeah you want to put everything good coming your way on your instagram page for sure definitely i agree with all of that now you've gotten people and I don't correct you can correct me if I'm wrong but if I'm using the wrong word but for lack of a better term that I can think of how have you gotten people influencers like logic donald trump and the like to endorse your products is endorse the right word um so I don't know if donald trump knew the jersey was from us but logic we uh we handed him the jersey at one of his concerts at Rutgers University so he definitely liked it and we have his address now so we send him stuff all the time but yeah donald trump one of our one of our customers gave him the jersey at his rally so i don't know if he knew it was our brand definitely so who are some of the other influencers that you've gotten and and what i want here is the overarching theme maybe you know the way you reach out to every influencer maybe isn't the same but most commonly, what does it look like when you reach out to these influencers and who are they? Yeah, so our top method for getting replies is definitely Instagram DM, just like how I messaged you. And it's so powerful. And um, we basically send them a short sentence, like, can we make custom jerseys for you? And I'd say like 10 to 20% of them respond. And then from there, we'll craft a custom piece for them, get a photo and all that good stuff. And then sometimes from there, we'll get them to sell them on their site or we can sell them on our site, like a licensing deal. So we try to do that with all the big rappers. Definitely. So you say 10 to 20% respond. What does your day look like? Are you are you sending out messages all day hoping for these hits that are inevitable? Yeah, so I try to send as many as I can from Sean Kelly. And then on Jersey Champs, I have three people doing it all day because influencer marketing is so powerful that you really should be having uh, someone do it full time. Mm. Well, I feel like influencer marketing is this is this term that a lot of people hear of and a lot of people think it's you know sexy and they want to do it, but maybe they don't really know how to go about it. I mean, how do you get in touch with 
these hard to reach people. Let's say, I mean, maybe right now for you, it, it gets easier and easier as you have that clean brand and you have such a large following and you have the verification badges. But when you didn't have that stuff, like what was the first big break? What was the first, how did you get someone to take a chance on you when you didn't have all those things? Yeah, great question. Um, our first big break was actually Logic. And then from there, we were able to leverage his name to get two chains. And then from there, we were able to leverage that to get a bunch of rappers. So you just got to work your way up. But once you do land that first big one, it's it's a lot easier to get other big names. That's what I've realized. And we started with like SoundCloud rappers and YouTube rappers and just worked our way up to those big names. Okay, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's progression for sure. And I feel that way with the podcast yeah, as well. Definitely. You know, I started relatively low, but I thought it was cool. You know, I started out with, the 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 general prerequisite was like you're a TEDx speaker, you know? Yeah. And now it's gotten a lot higher than that, you know, where I'm bringing on people like yourself and David Meltzer is coming on very soon and, you know, best-selling authors mm -hmm. and, you know, some of my heroes, like I think your episode is going to come out right after, very soon after Chase Hughes, who wrote this book right here called The Ellipsis Manual, mm. The Analysis and Engineering of Human Behavior. And I love communication. I am all about behavioral science. Like that's my passion project studying that right now. And so to interview him was like likened to interviewing Tony Robbins Wow, for me. So, you know, so yeah, progression. That's the point there. Now, why jerseys for your company? Was it a market opportunity that you had seen or is this a lifelong passion? And have you been wearing jerseys for the entirety of your life? I know when I was young, I, you know, I wore jerseys to school every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I played sports basically my whole life. So I was wearing like basketball, soccer and baseball jerseys all the time. So I definitely liked jerseys, but at the same time, everyone was selling shirts and hoodies and that, that market's just so competitive that you really need a unique shirt or hoodie to sell to make it. And I looked at the market and realized there's no one really selling jerseys besides, of course, the professional sports leagues and all those big dogs. So I kind of saw a gap in the market with custom jerseys, and I decided to just go out there and uh, release my own designs and see how that worked. And it ended up working really well. So I think it's all about taking an already selling product, putting a slight twist on it, and then going out and trying to sell that. Yeah, definitely, Sean maybe making that quarter of a twist to the left is really important because a lot of people are doing the same thing and you have to separate yourself. Yeah. And the way you separate yourself is your own designs, right? That just aren't out there. Is mm -hmm. there anything else? Yeah. Our own designs and also the price because normal NBA and MLB jerseys are like a hundred dollars. Uh, what's the price point for Jersey champs? Uh, between 30 and $50. Okay. Got you. Got you. And I'm curious, do you guys do them in bulk for say, I'm wondering if this is a market that you're in. A lot of fraternities love to order for the chapter, uh, a bunch of shirts and sometimes even jerseys. Do you guys do services like that? Yeah. So we have a separate company called Almighty Jerseys that specializes in Greek and fraternity jerseys because you need separate licensing for that. But uh, yeah, we do a ton of fraternities with their letters and custom names on the back and they love it. 
Awesome. Definitely. I'll actually have to hook up my fraternity. I'm still in college. Oh, wow. Now, yeah. Now you, you actually, you dropped out, right? Yeah. I dropped out beginning of sophomore year. Okay. And why did you drop out? Was the company just beginning to become lucrative and you were seeing that school wasn't really for you? Um, so it got to the point where I was working more on the company than in school. And I was just spending all day working instead of like studying and doing homework. And it was the anxiety and stress just was too much for me to do both at once. So I ended up taking a leave of absence to focus on the company. Uh, the time I dropped out, we had around 100,000 sales. So it wasn't sustainable by any means, but I just went all in on that. Mm. Well, I'm curious as to your thoughts on the education system as a whole to sort of the curriculum and the relevance of it. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, for entrepreneurs, it's just, uh, I feel like everything I've learned about business has been just on my own from mentors or from online courses and YouTube videos. And I feel like anyone could just learn that on their own as well. And I don't think you need college to learn entrepreneurial traits and skills. And for me, I wasn't even in the business school because I didn't have the GPA to get in. So I was in these classes I really didn't care about. So college just wasn't for me. Yeah, we're in the business school. I'm in the business school and we're just not learning the things that work today. We're learning things that worked in the 80s and the 90s. Now, in your opinion, in business, what are some of the things that we should be learning in school today the things that are working today things like influencer marketing is there an extension to that yeah business is changing so quickly that the college courses just aren't up to date with them and i don't think any of them cover social media marketing or influencer marketing google adwords they're not covering all these online marketing things because those weren't even existent 20 years ago mm -hmm. so right. yeah i'd i'd uh make sure that colleges got to stay more up to date with that if they're going to stay in business. Definitely. Now, Sean, we were talking about the direct messages and I don't want to lose that thread because there is definitely a right way and a wrong way to direct message. What is the wrong way to direct message? And have you done it before? <laughs> and what is the course correction? Yeah, I've definitely done the wrong way. That's the way I learned the right way. So the wrong way is just copying and pasting a paragraph, not even mentioning their name, asking them for stuff. The right way is just send a short, sweet message, a sentence or two maximum, mention their name. People love being called their name and offer them a free product. And I believe that's the best way, but I'm not sure if people have other methods, but that's what we do for Jersey Champs. Very simple. Yeah. The sound of someone's name to them is the sweetest sound of all. That's something I learned in how to win friends and influence people. I don't know if you've read that book. Have you? Are you a reader? I listened to that book. I've only listened to about five books, but that's definitely one I listened to. Speaking of education and what should be taught in school, as far as gen eds, that should be required reading. It should be a whole class. Yeah, he taught classes on it back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I think we're onto something. But okay, so I'm very interested to hear because. In high school, I had one friend, his name's Peter, and now we work together on this. He's my audio guy. And other than that, I was the high school loser. I didn't talk at all. You know, I never had classes with Peter, so I just 
you know, some days I wouldn't even talk. I'm curious as to your high school experience, what that's done for you. Yeah, so mine was really up and down. First two years, I'd say I was like you. I did not talk at all. Had maybe one friend, that's it. And just went home after school every day, played video games and just watched TV. Was not doing much. And then junior year, I started to come out a little bit. I became a varsity athlete for track and field and cross country. So I guess that helped put me in a friend group. And then senior year is when I started really going out, started going to parties, started going to football games and stuff like that. But I realized I had all these friends, but none of them were real and they were all fake. So I was actually depressed. Yeah. So high school was just full of up and downs for me because at the time where I had the most friends, I was the most depressed. So it was a good lesson for me. And then I figured out to keep my circle as small as possible. And that's what I do today. How do you vet people in your circle? How do you determine who gets to be a part of your circle and who doesn't? Yeah, right now I only have about two or three people I'd consider friends and they always have my back. I could call them at any time and they'll answer and they would never like steal anything from me or money because I've had a lot of issues with that in the past and I just trust them with everything and I wanna keep it that way. Now what's really important is getting press. And you mentioned you had a PR firm and press is super important for creating a clean brand. It's, I think it's definitely part of a long, a long game strategy, getting press. And it also, it also helps you get things. The first time I had, I heard this was when I had Vin Clancy on the show a little while ago. I don't know if you know him, but you know, I asked him a shallow question. I was like, how do you get a verification badge? And he's like, well, you need like four to 10 pieces of real press. <clears throat> That's one of the things, and if not the main thing. So yeah. I'm curious as to how you go about getting press. What was the initial breakthrough? What did that look like for you? Yeah, so I've done a couple methods. Um, when I was first starting out, I hired a PR firm because I was a small brand. Not many people knew about me. So I had to basically pay a PR agency to pitch my story to writers. And then after we got some articles and we got a little bigger, I started just emailing writers myself. And that helped me get articles. And then when Donald Trump uh, got one of our jerseys, that was on like 10 publications. So I ended up just tweeting at those writers to add our website in there and our Instagram and stuff. So that's how we got a, a bunch of pieces as well. Yeah, that Donald Trump article was everywhere. Yeah. So is there anyone that you look up to? Entrepreneurial-wise, I'd say Mark Cuban. Oh, and, like and he's, he's wrapped your, your brand as well, right? Yeah, that was a great day for us. Uh, Elon Musk, I think he's doing something incredible. Jeff Bezos, of course even though he's going through a tough time right now. Yeah, it's sad. I respect all of those guys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's very, uh, the Jeff Bezos thing is interesting. I'm. It almost reminds me of like, yeah, it's one of those things you remember where you are when you when you heard it. I, like, I'll remember when I when I heard of the when I heard of the divorce. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, literally uh, seven, like you cut your net worth in half. I mean, I don't know if anything's yeah. final yet, but I I can't imagine that. <laughs> Much yeah, less if yeah. I had a you know 140 billion. Cut down. Yeah, it's gonna take a while to get that back. Yeah, and but the thing is, man, I bet he'll 
he will still become the richest man in the world again. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. He's only in his 50s, right? Yeah, something like that. Something like that, yep. He's got time then. Yeah. And I just I just believe in him so much. Yeah. So, Sean, what is the worst advice that you hear in your industry? Or in entrepreneurial, in as an entrepreneur as a whole, what is the worst advice you hear? I would say to use Instagram automation is pretty bad advice because that's completely against their terms of service. And what will that result in? Uh, so you'll either get shadow banned, completely banned, or yeah, just one of those two, I guess. But I know so many people that have gotten banned this, these past couple months. They're just going really hard on that right now because they're trying to make their platform automation free and more organic. As they should. Speaking of Instagram, what are how do you grow your Instagram? How if if you have say sixteen hundred followers, you can do Facebook ads that directs them to either your podcast or a course or something you're selling or a free guide, and that'll indirectly get you followers, and then promote whatever you're trying to promote as well. Um, you could do. Shout out for shout out with other entrepreneurs so you can story a quote from each other or something like that and tag each other. Try to get on big business pages. Try to get your quotes on there. That's what I did. And those send you hundreds of followers usually because there's some really big uh, business pages on Instagram. Yeah. What was the one that you you had posted relatively recently? Five things Sean Kelly used to blah, 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 influencer marketing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm on it right now. Secret Entourage, they have 500,000. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So yeah, basically DM pages like that. And then if you have some good advice to offer, they will post it for free and tag you. Awesome, awesome. So when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused, what do you do to get back on track? Do you ever feel like that? Oh, definitely. I think every entrepreneur does. And uh, focus is something I've been trying to research a lot lately, especially Sam Ovens has been pushing it a lot, if you know him. But sometimes I work way too hard. And I'm talking like 15, 18 hour days. So lately, I've just been trying to work 10, 10 hour days, and then just relax for the rest of the day. Because before I would just work whenever I wanted to, and I never had a set schedule to have time to relax or just chill with my girlfriend or my friends. So now I cut work off at like 10 p.m. completely. And then I think that helps me focus the next day because my mind's just not working all day. Definitely. I think sleep as well is just one of the most important factors in health and success. So yeah. cutting it off at 10 o'clock is really, I mean, for me, it's actually, it leads into our next question. It's a non-negotiable for me to, to cut that off at 10 o'clock. Do you have any non-negotiables? What do you mean by that? So for me, a non-negotiable is when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I is not check my phone. It's grab this book right here and read at least 10 pages. I have to do that no matter what. No matter the scenario, it happens. Yeah. I think that's something I definitely have to work on because grabbing my phone is the first thing I do. And that's horrible because just to wake up and start working off the bat is not good for you. Ah, yeah, dude, you got to create that sleep sanctuary, man. It's important. The sleep sanctuary with no technology, put it outside the room. So you're not tempted. That's yeah, idea. you're right. I'm, I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's definitely, 
you know, Jim Quick talks about it. You know, you're, if you're on your phone, if the first thing you do is go to your phone, first thing is you're literally sacrificing your sovereignty, your freedom. You're, you're just selling your soul, I feel like, to you're being a slave to whatever pops up, whatever favors asked are on there. I'm sure with, with people like you and I, you know, emails with, with favors asked and, you know, all, you never know. It's like playing Russian roulette. You just don't know. And I, I'm yeah, not willing to play that game. I'm not playing it. Yeah, you're actually so right. And yeah, I follow Jim Quick as well. And that's that's something I got to work on for sure. I recently deleted every social media app besides Instagram, thanks to Sam Ovens. And I believe that saved me a lot of time as well. Yeah, I did that at, at one point. Now I just have, I have the limits on it, which, yeah. which sometimes I, you know, all too often I cheat with. But, <laughs> but yeah, Jim, Jim Quick is awesome. I think people should check him out. He, I actually met him. You, you, you were messaging, you're messaging with him. That's why I mentioned him. You know, you said, you said, man, you're such an inspiration. He goes, ditto, (laughs) you know, and you guys follow each other. Like respect, man. I actually met him at cryotherapy in LA, uh, like a year and a half ago. Now we, in our, in our cryotherapy robes, I don't know if you've ever (laughs) done it before. (laughs) Is that the ice thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. What are the odds of that? Yeah, man. It was it was crazy too because the day before on the on the flight back to uh, LA, I was listening to a podcast with him and Nathan Chan on wow. the Founder Podcast and I, you know, I got there and I show my friend Steve Jordan and I'm like, I'm like, dude, you got to you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. And the next day we're, Steve and I go to cryotherapy the next day and there he is. <laughs> That's crazy. Stuff like that happens all the time to me as well. Yeah, man. It's pretty cool. Pretty crazy. Um, so, Sean, have you tasted any of the sour fruits of success, the trappings of success at 21 years old? Um, yeah. So I've had two partners, uh, former partners to say, uh, steal money from the company so that was really bad. And I'm glad it happened early on because it made me realize money changes people and to not get business involved with friends sometimes because it just completely changes them. So they both ran off with 10 grand each, but now that they're not in the picture, they probably regret it because that 10 grand is nothing in the long term of things, in my opinion. So that was rough. I've had my ex girlfriend as well take money. So I'm just really careful with where I allocate my funds now. Okay. As far as more negative fruits of success, I also, I often think about people that know it all. Do you ever feel like you become complacent or that you're, you're set or that, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing now. So it's going to, you know, it's going to continue to work. Do you feel like you struggle with being a know-it-all? I feel like I do sometimes. Yeah, I've definitely had that sometimes, but I really try not to because you can learn something from everyone. And with my business, it's so trendy that sales are never like completely consistent. So I'm always having to work really hard every month. We need to come out with like a winning design or else sales will drop significantly. So Mm. I'm just always working and I listen to courses and YouTube videos and podcasts all the time trying to learn more stuff. Yeah, growth. It's a daily process. Learn every day, grow every day. I mean, that's what we're about here, Sean. Yeah. So 
where can people find you right at sean mike kelly on instagram at jersey champs on instagram that is your company and then seanmikekelly.com right yeah that's my personal site and then sean kelly on facebook if you want to message me there cool awesome sean i have to acknowledge you before i ask my final question i have to acknowledge you for being simple and to the point i don't like when people talk speculation and you know just and kind of go off all, and and winding all over the place but you you are on topic you're focused you have clarity you know what you're doing you know your stuff I started it off with this you're the real deal you're the man and so i thank you for doing yeah, this thank and, you so much. <laughs> and for shooting your shot man for sending that message yeah i actually get that feedback all the time when i speak at conferences because i'm usually the quickest presenter but people will come up to me afterwards and say they learn like some really good stuff and like more than other speakers because they tend to go off topic sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yep. You just tell people the directives, the actionable directives, yeah. what to do. And it's as simple as that. So again, I appreciate that. So my final question, Sean, is if you could teach any course, a course of your creation or otherwise at a university, what would it be? Oh, that'd be awesome. Hopefully I could do this one day because I'd love to do it, but it'd be about social media marketing. And obviously I don't know all the social media. So I'd bring in the top people from each um, platform like once a week or so. And I just have so much value given to these students. I really think it'd be, it'd be awesome. Sean Kelly, you're the man. Thanks brother. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jordan. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris, tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom and then just hit that fifth star and that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine it means the absolute world to me when people do this i would be eternally grateful if you do that we're pushing 100 ratings right now and it's really making a difference for this show and of course if you've not already subscribed to the show just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode i know you're not going to want to miss it and you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot. Send it to them. Take a screenshot. Put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn and grow to give.
Stay tuned for a clip from our next interview. But first, here's a message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor today, Anchor. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Well, when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts and all the other places people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every single one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it is 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid to podcast. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing so, then go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. And I can't wait to hear your podcast. And now back to the show. But also, if you're looking to kind of grab new people that are interested in your business or your company or whatever, the biggest thing that you should be taking a look at there is getting on podcasts as well. And that's because of what's available to you. 80% of all listeners listen to podcasts on an audio-only device. Video is awesome and it's growing, but audio is still pretty solid. So the thing you need to think about is actually the mind share you're getting. Because when somebody's driving, they can listen to a podcast. They can't watch a video or they're going to hit a tree. When somebody's working, they can listen to a podcast. When somebody's working out, they can listen to a podcast. So you're getting accessibility of people's time, whereas you wouldn't typically have that. And you're also getting a really interesting influencer marketing type effect. Because a lot of times hosts, the more people they interview, the more their show grows, they're seen as an influencer. So you're actually borrowing their platform and their influence to grow your own. It's a really cool way to shortcut really building that influence or getting in front of new people because there's just so many people flocking to this medium. 